0: This is K1M Albuquerque, Santa Fe.
1: Hello out there. I'm Marshall on your huge radio host for tonight.
2: And I'm your co-host, Tracy Tram.
1: Tonight, we have a lot of great things lined up for you.
2: Michael will host a wonderful roundtable with some of us responding to what professional school figures think are teens' problems today.
1: Aviv Vicka Lucky will tell us about her dynamite trip to Tunisia.
2: And of course, we can't forget our awesome calendar with our very own Kyle Ferris.
1: Now, here's Ms. Mina, the music host tonight with the, our first song with her praiseworthy selection of music.
0: Why, thank you, Mars. Those of you who have seen the movie Garden State have probably heard the song before. It's called Let Go by Fufu. Check it out.
2: Recently, Youth Radio Collective member Avikar Lucky went to Tunis, Tunisia to participate in the World Summit on Information Society, which is a part of the United Nations.
3: The Oasis or the World Summit on Information Society is a global gathering of corporations, governmental and non-governmental organizations to discuss bridging the gap between those who do have access to technology and those who don't. This is called the digital divide. I recently went to Tunis Tunisia for the WSIS as a part of the North American Media Justice Delegation. As a part of our first panel, Dalida gave us a definition of what media justice is.
4: The delegation stands for a free and open media, the right to open access, and literacy to create, distribute, and use all forms of communication, from print, television, Radio, film, the internet, and other forms of telecommunications. We want open intellectual property rights. We want open source software. And we want to be able to use all of our forms of indigenous cultural expression through our, tele, through our communications.
3: When I was in Tunisia, we met up with some youth doing organizing too. They gave us some insight about the group and what it was like to live in Tunisia.
5: My name is Anziri Nour El I'm 16 uh, years old. I'm from uh, a town uh, called uh, Sidi Bouzid, in the uh, center of uh, Tunisia. There are two organizations: the uh, School Youth National Organization and another organization uh, which um, cares mainly for, you know, uh, youth in general, not only schooling uh, youth. So they uh, they gave us this uh, opportunity to to make our uh, presentation and give it, so we can uh, know. Uh, the opinions of others about it Each time we work in different groups. For example, we are uh, 15, for example, in my town. And each time, uh, for example, this time these two work together and then uh, we'll uh, change and stuff. For this presentation, uh, we worked like for um, two weeks together to make uh, this uh, presentation works. So that's it. But, uh, you know, generally we know each other always. But every time we, we work in a different group. I met up with
3: some representatives from the Navajo Nation in North America, which is 27,000 square miles, or equivalent to the size of West Virginia. I spoke with Tammy Bitsley about what they are doing and how it is related to the WSIS.
6: We have connected 110 chapters with internet connectivity via satellite. We have wireless connectivity stretching out across the nation. Uh, our, our corporate office is in Provo, Utah, and we are uh, right now, stationed in Rock, Arizona, which is the capital of the Navajo Nation. And we have um, also 248 Head Start programs, which is preschool programs that we're working with. And th- we are promoting there and implementing um, software and as a new technology, state-of-the-art technology with new software uh, for e-learning, distant learning, and also training and um Learning online for the Head Start and preschool students, as well as their parents and teachers. We are also working with the Department of Public Safety for the Navajo Nation, and there are um, over 100 um, police departments and substations that we've connected via satellite. We're also um, connecting their mobile units for police units for mobile mobility for the communities to be more secure and a uh, safer community. With these chapter communities, there is anywhere between 900 megahertz con- internet connectivity. Um, within the chapters. They go up to anywhere from a five mile to a ten mile radius in around the communities and so being uh, being able to look at the Navajo Nation you see that uh, each community is vast and rural but we have connected all of them and so working with each and every single one of them we are able now to have um, secure communities and communication with um, the chapters back to the go- government of the Navajo Nation. I talked to
3: the president of the Youth Forum in Mali. that talked about how she uses ICTs or information and communications technologies. ICT is the very opportunities for um, countries to be developed, to, to find a way, to do uh, the, the thing that uh, we, we, we need and we want to have. We, we have many, many, many problems like uh, food, health, like uh, poverty, like um, an Like may, We have many, many problems, but we, we know that um, ICTs are the, I can say, the solution, but with ICTs we, we will find the best. Also in attendance, was the current Miss Navajo, Rochelle James. I asked her how they use technology to share their culture.
0: With the ICT and my culture um, combined, you know, um, integrating the stuff, uh, well, we have an impact showing our culture and our language and our tradition on the Internet. And uh, with it connect, you know, we can easily check our mail. Our grandparents can even check their email. They have emails, and so that's pretty cool. And that's the only way we can keep in contact with one another, you know, and we have cell phones, but there's some various places that cell phones that work, but we can um, actually, um, you know, communicate with each other with emails. So with that and with our tradition, it's pretty good and, you know, having that um, experience with our grandparents, learning how to use the internet and stuff is pretty nice. And, you know, selling our jewelries and stuff on the internet would be a pretty good idea too in the future.
3: Before going to the WSIS, I was afraid that I wasn't going to understand anything that was going around me. The first day was a crash course in media justice, and after this, I wasn't so nervous. I learned about what the WSIS was and how it worked. There were UN discussions, and then panel events, and then there are civil society events. I saw the trade show floor, which is where corporations like Intel try to sell their newest tech stuff. And I also participated in a panel as a part of the Media Justice Network.
5: We
4: take back our human
2: rights,
4: <laughs> and we like we communicate
5: <laughs> that freedom.
3: For Nim Youth Radio, I'm Avikra Lucky. And you just heard...
2: (laughs) And you just heard from Avikra. Here's Mina with more music.
1: My song is love
0: Message by Coldplay from their latest album, X and Y. Next up is probably one of my favorite songs ever. It's Amy by Irish native Damien Rice from his CD, O. Oh.
1: Tonight's roundtable will be about teen problems. I spoke with my geometry teacher and a school counselor at Berlin Hill High School. Evan and Tracy interviewed their counselor, Stacey Steinberg, from Jefferson Middle School. Finally, Kyle Ferris interviewed two counselors at Amy Bill. And here's Michael. Thank, Thank you, Mars. That's some great hosting tonight.
7: All right. All of us here at the station and all of you listeners out there know what teens that teens have issues. It's just a fact of life. Every day we deal with hard decisions to make and challenging experiences that come our way. So here's a question for you. Are the teen issues that adults see the same as what we as teens see? Teen issues and in-depth views on them are the focus of tonight's roundtable. To start things off, we have Kathleen, Leslie, and Stacy talking about teens and their friends. Probably first and foremost, um, stress management, substance abuse, um, kind of conflict resolution, anger management, uh, Leslie.
0: A lot of relationship issues um, with peers or family members, boyfriends, girlfriends, um, teachers, um, conflicts and how to manage that.
4: Trying to have positive relationships with friends. I mean, there are many, many issues, but that would be one that I see a lot. Um, you know conflict how to resolve conflict positively um, with parents too but a lot with peers um, just trying to figure out who their friends are and from one day to the next that may change and then trying to resolve conflict and so we do a lot of mediation and I would say that's a a large part of um, a day at middle school is is maintaining friendships and and getting along with each other
7: Welcome back to our Teen Issues roundtable on Youth Radio. We just heard three counselors discussing the issue of friends. So I'm here with our lovely panelists, Mina, Tracy, and Kyle. And as you guys know, and as the audience you may know as well, we've recently discussed friends on Youth Radio. And the first question is, why is this a teen issue?
0: Well, friend, my friend... <coughs> sorry. Um, well, usually I just... Friends are just there to support you whenever you need them or help you with a problem. And I guess when you don't have friends, it's sort of like you're missing out a lot on life. So I guess that is a problem when you don't have a friend.
7: So they lend to life experiences as well as giving support, you'd say. Yep.
6: Um...
7: Is making friends, do you guys think is it as hard as Stacy mentioned in the interview? Do you think it's hard to make friends?
0: Well, the, since this year was my first year at Highland and most of my friends are at Albuquerque High, it sort of was hard for me to make new friends because I didn't know those people or I did, but that's because I knew them in elementary school. But for those three years of middle school, I didn't see them at all. And it's really hard because some people have have gone to elementary school and middle school together and they've known each other for like their entire lives. But like they've been together, so they know each other more.
7: So like a click in a way is what some people call it.
0: Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Or yeah. um, (laughs) And I guess sometimes like in the beginning of this year, I tried to make new friends, but those clicks. Seemed like they didn't want new people. So it was sort of hard for me.
7: Tracy, I know your school did Mix It Up Day, correct?
2: Yes, it did.
7: And that was an, is did that, was that, um, can you summarize that first, actually?
2: Uh, what we did was um, our teachers, they came together and created this day, um, Mix It Up Day. And what they did was, um, like, because of the clicks and stuff at school, they had to... Um, they thought that it was a good idea to mix it up and actually give uh, colored pieces of paper to kids during um, homeroom. And that's a class. And um, whatever color you had during your lunch, you would have to go find that table with your same color and you'd take a seat over there. And um, some, I think some people did follow it, but there were some other people who didn't really want to do it. So they just like didn't follow through with it and um, hung out with their other friends.
7: Did you participate? Did you end up going to a different table?
2: Um, I actually did for mm, two minutes-ish, not that long, but um, I did, you know, you talk to these people and then, um, yeah, you talk to them and-
7: Was it beneficial though? Did it actually, mm, did you, did you think you made, did you think you took away friends from it? Was is that uh, an effective way to make friends?
2: I don't know exactly. i um, I mean, like you have fr- those people who you talk to at in cl- your class and stuff, but you don't eat with them at lunch, you know. But um, th- that table thing could have caused more friends.
7: Kyle, did do you have any, have you had that, any experiences like that? Um,
2: not
8: really precisely like that. I see a lot of drama at our school just because of friends and people want to try and fit in, and so. They might end up with other uh, friends who are "quote unquote" friends who aren't very uh, supportive or accepting of them, which can result in a lot of uh, visits to the counselors about mm-hmm. what this person said to who about what that what whoever did to, did win. So,
7: all right. Next up, we have Stacy discussing the future and the idea of living for more than just the weekend.
4: Um, the future. I think kids now, they there's def they're definitely kids who know what they want to do. But I see a lot, lot, lot more kids who have no idea. They sort of live for the weekend. Um, grades don't seem to be important. Who cares about high school? And you know, the idea of where am I going to be when I'm 20 doesn't seem to be. Um, real important right now and that concerns me um, not to plan your whole life out of course but to have some goals that you can you can meet I don't see that and I deal with that a lot with kids um, in the seventh grade and that centers around a lot of academics and that is just not doing schoolwork and not caring and not having a, a plan
7: we just heard Stacy discussing teens and their futures so again starting off why is that? a teen issue?
8: Well, because many times I don't think teens will look to their future and look to how, um, what they'll be doing later in life. So what you end up with is people who are just sort of milling aimlessly, aimlessly through every day or through college, you know, they might get out of high school and realize, Whoa, what am I, what am I going to do now? I wasn't thinking ahead to college. I can't get in. And then that might create a lot of stress in terms of trying to find a job or settle down with a family or, create some sort of uh, stable
7: lifestyle. So where is that line between knowing that you need to create a plan and that maybe someday you'll start doing that and then actually making that plan and being proactive where, when do you really begin to make a plan? Isn't it just really,
8: uh, does there really have to be a time? Isn't it just awareness that you need to be somewhat prepared for, what um will happen to you later in life. I mean you shouldn't be completely over overdoing it and thinking, you know, oh, I want to be this and I can't be anything else and that closes off avenues and options, but at the same time having a general idea of, well, maybe I'd like to study this in college or maybe I'd like to go here and try out doing
7: this. And, and that that's just it where when do you actually start acting upon that? When do you actually begin to find information that you need to know for this plan that you're going to be doing?
0: I think that you'd start planning out like after well after middle school because middle school sort of plan or leads you into high school or prepares you for high school but um, maybe like sophomore or junior year mm-hmm. then you'd start like planning out what colleges you wanted to go to. I think it'd be too hard to do it freshman year because you're just like getting sort of used to the whole high school life So it'd be too hard and stressful.
7: Yeah, that would probably be a big burden because that's a big change in itself. So,
0: Kyle, did
7: you want to talk about a little bit about Amy Beal? Because I know our school has... Yeah,
8: the school me and Michael go to, uh, in our senior year, we're required to take college classes to actually graduate, which is a good experience because it gives us um, time in college to see what it's like and give us maybe a little bit more of a perspective and an idea of what we might like to do once we get out of high school.
7: Mm -hmm. That really gives us somewhere to go, and that really is setting a plan. All right, in the next segment, Mr. Secor discusses who should be playing the role of a parent to teens...
9: These days is the family unit. Again, when I was a teenager, uh, there was an exception if there was a kid that didn't live with both parents. Today, it's exactly opposite. It's an exception if a kid does live with both of his parents. Uh, They're either living with aunts or uncles or grandparents, people who are not in a position to be the parent of the child. The parent of the child is the mother and the father. And a grandmother or grandfather is not in the position of being able to take care of a kid. Their parenting days are over. Uh, they're supposed to be out having fun and sort of doing stuff that parents don't do with their kids. This is kind of what grandparents did, to buy Johnny the ice cream cone when the parents didn't. That was part of the fun of being a grandparent. We just heard
7: Mr. Secor discussing who should be playing the role of parent to teens. So, again, asking, is this a teen problem? Why?
8: I think it might be because you're uh, you're not with your biological parents. So you're not being you're not always being raised by two parents. So you're not getting both maybe a male and a female perspective. So you're not understanding maybe all sides of the story. Whatever the story might be, if that's life or a job or uh, just living in general.
7: And Tracy and Mina, I want to ask, I pose this question to you. Do you think that other family members that aren't the biological parents, as Mr. Secor suggested, are they incapable of raising a child that is not theirs, but is from their family?
2: I don't think that they're incapable of it. It's just how they're raising their kids. And I mean, like if you have a grandma or grandpa or whoever's raising you, it doesn't matter who they are, but um, how they're raising you, the environment of how you're living. And um, I think that may be the thing that affects how you grow up but mm-hmm. not the person who's raising you matters how i mean if they're raising you good enough i mean raising you uh <laughs> well, well, just well yeah, yeah
7: well <laughs> <laughs> all right uh oh, did you oh, okay next up we have miss shaver and Ms., mr secor discussing the issue of teens and drugs
0: That's kind of been a growing concern, obviously, is drugs and alcohol. We're in a culture where alcohol and drugs is kind of everywhere, and our students are forced to make a pretty tough decision about what role that's going to play in their life.
9: They have access to drugs, which are no no longer just fun drugs, but they can kill you. And if you think that you're just going to open up a can of paint and take a couple of hits on a can of paint and get away from that uh, without being harmed, you're crazy. Uh, If you think you're going to uh, do some crack and have some fun and not come away from that without being hurt for the rest of your life, you're sadly mistaken. and these, these are problems which are driving a lot of our kids to um, suicide. In many cases, the suicide rate over the years has increased uh, to frightening proportions. Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, this was not the case at all. You'd go driving around, maybe a little hot rotting on the weekend, uh, maybe you have a few beers, and uh, but nobody really hurt themselves for the rest of their life. Now uh, These days, the amusements and things that I alluded to earlier the kids can partake in can hurt them and affect them for the rest of their life.
7: All right. If you've just joined us, we're listening to Teen Issues Roundtable on Youth Radio 89.9 KONM. We just heard Ms. Shaver and Mr. Secor talking about teens and drugs, and I think it's already implied that this is an issue. Most teens have discussed this before at school. I'm sure I know. I'm sure all of you have. And to go on... Mr. Seeker claimed that things were much less rowdy in his time regarding drugs and alcohol. Do you think that's true, and why or why not? Well. he <laughs> has got a little cough.
0: Sorry. That's um, okay. Well, I think that both, well, like, where he's, come, where he's coming from, like, when he was a teen, it was like, there's fun drugs, but there's still things that can kill you or like can injure you severely. And there's still things he, like now that you, can, that you can get injured from or die from, but they might just be different. And like, I guess, well, I don't know about back then, but like now it's sort of like intense because there's so many drugs and drinking out there. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem.
7: It is. Yes. As I said, it is a problem. Uh, Kyle, did you want to say something?
8: Well, I think, uh, you know, life will kill you and cars can kill you, and we're partaking in more of those than we were during his time period. So I think that there's a lot of stuff in many different eras that can really be problems, and that drugs are not necessarily one of the main ones. So.
7: Okay. All right, so that's all the time we have for our roundtable tonight, and we plan to visit this topic on a future show. So I'd like to thank you guys, Tracy, Mina, and Kyle. You were wonderful panelists. Thank you for sharing your opinions and experiences with us, and hopefully we've helped you, the audience, to think more about what the real teen issues are out there. And now we've got some more music with the sweetest music host, Mina.
0: Thank you, Michael. This next band got its start right here in Albuquerque. Here's The Shins with Carrying is Creepy. I think
1: I... And now, we'd like to briefly tell you how you can get involved with Youth Radio.
2: So why are we talking to you about this now? Well, our Youth Radio Collective has been running shows very successfully for quite a while now. Now, we need more members to help us continue that success. In short, we need you.
1: If you're between ages 13 and 18, we need your creativity and upbeat attitude as we'll continue to produce our weekly shows.
2: Upon starting your time here, you'll be greeted by our lively group. You'll get a chance to make some great new friends, learn the the behind-the-scenes workings of a radio station, speak your mind through pre-recorded and live pieces that will air every Sunday, and even step out into the community to get the voices of all the youth out there.
1: Well, remember, be ready not to only have fun, but to seriously work as well. Take it from us at the station. It will require your time, focus, devotion, and patience to learn the mechanics you'll need. And reach your fullest potential for performing every production task needed.
2: As far as time, you'll need eight hours open each week from three to five on Mondays, four to six on Fridays, and four to eight on Sundays.
1: As you begin thoughts of college, this will work this will this will work surely <laughs> surely look good on your college resume. If you if you're interested and would like to try out The experience, go to our website, www.kunm.org slash youth radio to fill out an application. No prior experience is required.
2: Want more information? Call 277-8014. That number again is 277-8014. And see what you can do to get active here at Youth Radio.
1: And now we have Calendar with Kyle.
8: It is the calendar telling you about all the wonderful exciting events going on in a city near you I'm Kyle Ferris your guide through the events happening currently in Albuquerque Do you like art? Do you like art owned by a man named Joe Diaz? Well if you do or at least think you might The Hispanic Cultural Center is having an exhibit of paintings, sculptures, videos, etc. from the collection of Joe Diaz The exhibit will be open through the 26th of February. If you want to know more about it, call the Cultural Center's friendly and helpful staff at 246-2261. Again, that number is 246-2261. The Blue Dragon Coffee House is having Monday Night Live from 8 to 10 p.m. on Monday night. It's free and open to everyone from your annoying little three-year-old brother to your 73-year-old grandmother. Also at the Blue Dragon on Tuesday night is an open mic from 6.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. located at Gerard and Indian School. But maybe open mics just aren't your thing. If not, then we have an all-ages event at the Launchpad on Wednesday the 21st. The bands performing are Caustic Lie, Manias, Green Throat, Cadaver Engorgement, and Torture Victim. If you want more information on any of these bands, the Launchpad has information on their website at www.launchpadrocks.com. Ooh, look, shiny! It's the ninth Annual River of Light at the Rio Grande Botanic Garden. At 6 o'clock, six o'clock every night till December 30th, the garden has plant, animal, and seasonal themed sculptures made of light. The Botanic Garden is at 2100 Central Avenue Northwest. But wait, we have more shiny things for your viewing pleasure. On December 24th, ABQ Ride is hosting tours through the Albuquerque Country Club, Old Town, Los Altos, and Coors Neighborhood. And what will you be seeing on these tours? Luminarias and other holiday decorations. For specific times and locations, call 234-RIDE. Again, that is 234-R-I-D-E. It's time for theater. The Ballet Theater of New Mexico presents the Nutcracker Ballet. This classic Christmas play is playing at the Chemo through December 24th. For information about the play, call 268-3544, again that is 768-3544. And while we're on the subject of classic Christmas plays, the Albuquerque Little Theatre is putting on the time-honored story of A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens' story about how one man finds the true spirit of Christmas through encounters with the ghosts of Christmas. This performance is currently playing. Call 242-470. Again, that's 242-4750 to find out more. And that wraps it up for the calendar this week. I'm Kyle Ferris. Don't forget, if you want to have your events listed on our calendar, send them to us at youthradio at kunm.org. Now back to our hosts.
2: And that's all, folks. Tune in next week for another incredible show with Youth Radio.
1: Yeah, even though it's Christmas is coming up, we'll still be providing another segment of Youth Radio.
2: Tonight's producer was Evan Molson.
1: Our technical engineer was Lucia Martinez.
2: The awesome music director was Mina Lee.
1: The well-done calendar was perfected by Kyle Ferris. Other youth members are Avika Lucky, Wesley Barber, Luis Martinez, and Kirby Platero, and Joseph Savage.
2: The roundtable was hosted by Michael Harley.
1: Avika Lucky had help from Krista putting together her story about Tunisia.
2: Our adult co conspirators are Roberta Rayel, Marcos Martinez, Krista Pino, Paul Ingalls, Steve Emmons, Mercedes Mejia, and Otiamba Umi. I was your host, Tracy Tram.
1: And <laughs> I'm Marsh
2: Did you guys know that you guys can add us on MySpace? Be our friend. Check us out at www.myspace.com slash youth radio.
1: Thanks for tuning in tonight. Next up is spoken word, peace. And now we're sending it back to Miss Mina.
0: This is It Could Have Been a Brilliant Career by Belle and Sebastian from their CD,
2: The Boy with the Arab Strap. He had a stroke at the age of 24. It could have been a brilliant career Painting lines in a school that was too well known Painting lines with a friend who had gone before She challenged everyone
5: to a fight, but the people all by them